Hello, hello, everyone. This is Tanika Drake from God's Gift Through His Word. You are listening to Walk in Truth Radio with my amazing friend, Pastor Jay. Please be sure to get your encouraging word each and every day on the following podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Player FM, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Podbyte, LoftyCast.com, Google Play Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Breaker. Please be sure to always tune in. He always has an amazing, encouraging word. God bless your hearts. Be blessed, motivated, and inspired. Take care, you all. Amen, amen. If, if you see the mountain, go around it, go over it, through it if you have to. God bless you. Enjoy the message. Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walk in Truth. With your Real Talk weekend, I'm going to deal with a real serious subject today. Um, a lot of the nation has been paying attention to the surviving R. Kelly story. And I guess I need to comment on that. Let's start off with Leviticus 19 and 29. It talks about, you read it for yourself, whatever version, but the King James Version and the ESV and the literal translations hit it on the head. It's a pretty tough uh, prohibition by God to not prostitute our daughters. <clears throat> Excuse me. Their parents should not prostitute their daughters because it's detrimental to the nation and it brings about a wickedness that befalls upon a nation. My concern is not a necessarily with R. Kelly in the sense of how did the underage girls get there? Where was the parents? R. Kelly is a predator and the law should take care of that if he is guilty of that. But I'm more concerned about what kind of parent would put their child in the position to be preyed upon by R. Kelly. Now, I'm not dealing with the adult woman, women in this uh, conversation right now. We can deal with that at a later time. I have some views on that. But the Bible clearly tells us, do not do this to our daughters. So the question is, parents, how do we get there? How do we get to the point where it seems as if we're prostituting our daughters and now our sons out to the world of predators? Now you think about this. This prohibition, this law was written over 2,000 years ago. And laws are created because man is stepping over the line. So this was something that was common for the survival of a family that if I had enough daughters, I may sell my daughter into prostitution or convince my daughter to do prostitution or make my daughter go into prostitution. And God says that's not acceptable. 
in this time where we have children raising children. And in 2019, we can truly say we've come full circle with that, where it was an anomaly. Now it's regular. You have grandparents who are 36 and 37 years old, meaning that they had their child when they were 15 or 14. And now their children have had children. Now that they're in their 30s, their child is 16, 17, and maybe 14 like them, and they're having children. And we're always trying to be younger physically, which actually states our educational and emotional immaturity. So 50 is the new 40, 40 is the new 30, so 30 is the new 20. So if 30 and 40 are the new 20, then you have children raising children. It is very common to see now mothers and daughters and sons and fathers socializing in the same club. So parents, what happened to the sacrifice of being a parent? Meaning that once you decided to start having children, that your obligation to your, your children superseded your desire and your wanting to be into the world. When you decide to have children, your joy is in raising them and watching them become productive citizens, not necessarily catering to your fleshly, heartfelt needs to be with someone other than their father. Too many times, I know of situations where, again, mothers who are having children allow men to come into their house as they feel to have their rendezvous because they're lonely and they're not with the father of the children that they already have. So now we have a strange man coming into the house and sometimes we give him labels as uncle and church and maybe the deacon and the children see the mother inviting men into their house and going into the room and doing what adults do. And then that person leaves and then a daughter sees this and then bills are getting paid or she may overhear a conversation that uh, the money's on the table or or I'll take care of that by somebody that's not their father. We might not be pushing them into it, but. The children are imitators and live by imitation before they get the revelation. I'm going to say that again. Children, as they grow up, live most of their life by imitation way before they get the revelation. So we must ask ourselves, who are the parents that will push their daughter into the arms of a known predator? whose records are about sex and affairs. Yes, some are having fun, but we know this is what we call grown folks business. And then we wonder why it happens this way. R. Kelly is not the first or the last. Obviously, this has been happening all over the world in every society, from the church to the government and everything in between. We have a sickness 
because we don't follow the laws of God. We have a sickness because we don't respect women. We have a sickness because men are not being men. And this sickness produces the sexual perversion that's going on in America and around the world. Should R. Kelly be punished? If the law says so, yes. And his ultimate punishment will depend upon God. But what do we do in between time? Is it as simple as these grandparents who have never been parents to start parenting? Where do we draw the line? I know of a few situations personally where I've watched the mother imitate the grandmother and see when you plant that seed of perversion when you plant that seed of uh, illicit sex when you plant that seed into those kids even though it's maybe not what you want to do at the time these kids see it and kids don't really have an ability to judge right and wrong they're imitators so as long as they're getting fed as long as they have fun as long as they're happy they really don't pay attention to what their parents are doing until they get the revelation that what they may have done to keep me fed and keep me happy may be morally wrong. They may gain a moral compass through someone else. And now they figure that what they were doing, what their parent was doing to survive wasn't quite good or wasn't quite moral or kosher. Okay. So I know of a situation where as the mother was one who planned to seed of promiscuity because she cheated on the father and then they had daughters and the daughter had daughters and now one daughter gets the revelation I don't want to be like mom or grandma. I've heard the stories. I know what they've done. Stuff they won't admit to. I know about. I've seen men come in and out my mother's bedroom. We've lived several different places. We've really had no roots. My mother didn't really push me into it, but we've survived. One daughter says, hey, I don't want to live like that. <clears throat> And they go on and live a different life, contrary to what they were socialized to. The other daughter falls right into it, and her claim to fame is the mother has two god daughters by two different men, and her claim to fame is at least I didn't have multiple children by different men, but even the man she's married to, I mean the man she's with, she's not married to. So one daughter goes on to do her thing and again, productive, more productive. The other daughter decides to live in a different kind of way, but again, not as promiscuous, but have all the children by the same man, but they're not married. And neither daughter is married. And, and the one daughter I said that went on to live her life has a child. So in one way, we never know how that seed is going to come out. And a lot of times I've seen the seed turn out to be this. Each generation does it worse than the next generation. Or you may use the word better. You know, we could use it as that one. One gets a grade school education. One gets a high school education. One goes on to college and one gets post college education. Each generation. 
So on any different subject, it could be used different ways. But what I want to focus on is the parenting. What goes through the mind of a parent? And it's most of the time female. That she would have multiple men come into her house to have sex with her. While her children are supposed to be asleep. You would think that if you had to do that. You would get up off your lazy butt. And least make your house your sanctuary. Where your children will not be exposed to illicit sex. And other things that you may do. And you say, well, then I'll be a hypocrite. But I think in this case, better that you be a hypocrite and not let your children see some things than for your children to grow up thinking that this kind of behavior is okay. I mean, I'm in my 50s and and I remember some women as I grew up in their 30s and their 40s saying, well, men do it. So I'm going to do it, too. Well, the men who do it are doing it with women who do it anyway, so there's no reason to say you're going to do it. But what you're really saying is, I'm going to disconnect the value of who I am as a woman and what God has given me, and I'm going to toss it around like a man. But if you think about it, the most valuable woman in folklore, in history, in all religions is who? Think about if, what kind of woman is valuable in every nation, in every religion, in every folklore, in every story, what woman is valuable? The woman who's a virgin. Now watch this. If the woman is a virgin, she's valued above, above other women who are not virgins, meaning not, I'm not talking about mothers, I'm talking about who are single without, without husbands who have sex with other men. Now, if this is valued all over the world, and again, before you get upset, it ain't fair. Okay, but this is just the way the society is. No matter where we're at with the movement of women in culture, this is just the way society is. Women who tend to give their bodies over to men, multiple men over time, tend to be devalued. It's like this. The rarer, the better. I know some situations being a pastor where the woman has had so many sexual partners, she doesn't really want to tell her to be husband or her fiance that she's as experienced as she is. Because he may feel some kind of way about her experience. He may chalk his experience up to hers and say, oh my God, she's had more partners than me and I don't want to marry her. No man wants to walk into a room where there's other men who have had sex with their woman or their wife. Relationships and societies within towns are too small. And if you've if you spread yourself thin, you've devalued yourself. And over time, it takes a toll on the woman. And therefore, if it takes a toll on the woman and the woman raises the kids, father's removed. Then it has to take a toll on the father. It has to take a toll on the father. I mean, on the children. Sorry. The father is out doing what dogs do. But I'm talking about both parents. What kind of father would allow his children to go be with a person like R. Kelly? Why? What could you give a father 
that would give up his daughter like that. So it has to be by imitation. I'm going to say, I don't think there's no parent that would knowingly do that, but I know there is. But our girls are dressing like women every day more and more. You won't let them be little girls. They're dressing like women and we're putting them out there sooner and sooner to be exposed to this society that will eat them up. It's relative to the time that we live in. This society preys on children. We know this. Anytime that you have a television show that is based upon predators and they're catching people from the political realm down to the religious societies of church and synagogues and mosques that go in and prey on children that want to have sex with children. We should be more diligent to protect our children, but we're not. We're imitating them right into slavery of the sexual sin of promiscuity. Where are the parents? If R. Kelly should be charged, so should the parents. What could they see that they were going to get? Especially you figure that they were talking about, you know, this wasn't necessarily hush hush. Somebody had to tell somebody at some point and say, this is what he's doing. And then you say, let me say my daughter over there too. What, what was gained by that? So we have to think about, it. and the church is really not equipped to deal with it. Let's just be honest. The church got its own problems. If you've been paying attention in, 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 in the church world, we got our own problems. In the same realm, in the same place. Just perverted sex. You know, just perversion. It's almost as if it's the more pious a person is, the more perverted they are. And the church is not equipped for that. And right now I see no one equipped with it because we're not, we're not cutting it at the root of the act. We're not laying the ax to the root of the problem. The problem is we're having children and we're not ready. And we have children raising children which produces another generation of 31-year-old, 35-year-old grandparents who are still wanting to run the streets themselves and not sacrifice their life for their children. Not understanding that it's important that they take care of their children. If they've gone down this way and they've made children, then their life needs to be their children. But no society tells them they can still live in both worlds at the detriment of the child. Like I said, you got daughters and mothers dressed scandally in the club together after the same group of men. That's sick. That's sad. But we got to address it. Do I have all the answers? No, I just, I'm just talking about one aspect of it. And I'm going to move on to another part. I've noticed that the guys who are predators that get caught always are going to, whether it be true or false, they're always saying that they got abused. Uncle Joe, somebody abused them. And because they were abused, they are, are putting out there that they should get a pass. And I'm telling you, no, they shouldn't. I'm not downplaying abuse. 
I'm not saying it doesn't have an effect on you. I'm not saying that it should not play a part of your life because it is a part of your life. I'm not saying it is not should not be something that we shouldn't deal with. But when are you going to stop living a life of imitation and get the revelation that whatever happens to you, you can make a decision to either use it for good or use it for evil. Somewhere in that scripture it talks about they meant it for evil and God means it for good. Couldn't the abuse that you went through, whatever it may be, use as a testimony to show how strong God can change things and turn things around? Isn't that what a testimony is about? About something that has happened and now God has changed you into a new creature? Where you may have been the abused, but you don't have to become the abuser? Yeah, it, it, you have to pay for that. And, and again, we gonna reap what we sow. Those who out here are doing anything. Let me tell you that universal law of reaping and sowing, you can't get around it. Becoming Coming to Christ, you can't get around it. But some good can make come out of something that you've done. And I'm just talking about anything that you've done that you can say God has turned it around and allowed you to give a testament about how he can save you from that. And he can save you from that. But we have to equip our our leaders in our church to be able to handle these things and not fall prey to them themselves. You know, I'm seeing too many pastors and leaders in the church. What they do is get someone who's in that state is in that state of abuse. Uh, a young lady who has gone through that uh, multiple men thing that they go through or a, a man that has went through the, going through this abuse. And then what they do is they tap into it too. These people are looking for help, but they come to the church and the church abuses them in the same way, all under the name of Jesus. I pose a question. How do we handle this? That's the question I pose. How do we handle this? What should we do? Where do we cut the cord and start over again? You know, should we have draconian type remedies? What should we do? Or is it mainly we need to start equipping our parents to be parents and finding a way to make it advantageous to be married under some kind of moral system that will say when we have kids, our life centers around our children and raising them and protecting them and not let anyone violate them. I mean, do we, do we, do we, how do we portray that? I guess if we go to imitation, then revelation, we need to start imitating that in our families right away. One of the best devices of the devil is to break the family up. And in America, he's done a good job. He's done a good job. Some culture parts in America have not been affected as much, but there's no culture that has been abused by the destruction of family more than an African-American. We are a sick symptom of imitating and living by imitation and not by the revelation of God. I just believe that you may have other opinions. You may have other thoughts about this, 
But the question I throw out, and I want the podcasters to call in, what do we do? Where do we start? Yeah, I know some going to say we start in our own homes. Yeah, that's that's true. You start where you're at with whoever you can influence. That's a great place to start. But as a society as a whole, let's say you're a leader and people listen to you. Where do you start? What do you say? Is R. Kelly going to be broke because of this? Nope. Matter of fact, there's some people out there who didn't know who R. Kelly was until this happened. And guess what? They're going to go back and try to buy his albums and buy his music. And guess what? He's going to be wealthier behind this. But it need to be brought out. I wouldn't have brought it out this way. But again, I'm not in the media like that. So they did what they had to do for entertainment purposes. Now, you have to remember, television is for entertainment so now that you've been entertained and you know this is going on and I can't believe you didn't know this kind of stuff was going on. R. Kelly is just a brand name that's out there. I mean, this has been going on in the Catholic Church. It's been going on since the beginning of time. Obviously, it went on for God to write this out in Leviticus. Prostituting our children. And the wickedness has fallen upon the nation and we were reaping the seeds of this in America. America has nothing on Sodom. I mean, Sodom and Gomorrah ain't got nothing on America. If that's considered the worst city morally in the Bible, along with Corinth, man, America got it beat. U.S. of A, do anything you want to do to anybody you want to do as long as the majority says you can do it. And if the majority change, guess what? You need to change. But guess what? Eventually it's going to swing back. What's in will be out, and what's out will be in, and eventually what you want to do will come your way. You just keep living long enough in America and you can make it happen. You get enough people to say it, what was moral yesterday will become immoral, what was immoral will become moral. That's the way we do things. So again, I want my podcasters, what do we do? That's my question. If you want to call in, write in, you can send me a text, um, an email, at, sorry, an email at that W-I-T-M-I-N at yahoo.com. If you're a podcaster, give me a, leave me a voicemail uh, and just let me know what, sh- what can we do? What should we do? This is a tough problem, but we need to deal with it. This is Pastor Jay of Walking Truth with Real Talk Weekend. I know this subject is hard to deal with, but we need to find out what do we need to do to prevent this and stop this generational curse of preying on our children. You have a blessed weekend and always be at peace. Thank you.